You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. And they go out in the first battle, verse 21, the Benjamites came out of Gibeah and cut down 22,000 Israelites on the battlefield that day. That's discouraging. But the men of Israel encouraged one another and again took up their positions where they had stationed themselves the first day. And they go out the second time. They could have quit. They could have just said, there's no way we can do this. Look how many people died. But they didn't. They encouraged one another. And encouraging one another, they went back into battle and God gave them a great victory. As hard as you might look in Scripture, you won't find any of Jesus' followers growing rich and successful because of their faith in Him, at least not in their earthly existence. As Pastor Danny reminds us in today's message, your calling is not to a comfortable life, but quite the opposite. You've been called to the life of a servant, to sacrifice what you want for the sake of spreading the gospel. Your hope doesn't lie in the rewards of this life, but in the reward of standing before a proud father in eternity. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, with today's edition of The Living Word. First and 2 Timothy, both written by the Apostle Paul, and yet both very unique. Uh, for example, if you found 2 Timothy now, if you just keep a finger there, a marker there, and just turn back a couple of pages to 1 Timothy, and look at the introduction, verse 2 of 1 Timothy. Paul says, to Timothy, my true son, in the faith. He tells us in chapter 3 of that letter, verses 14 and 15, that the reason he's writing is so that people would know how to conduct themselves in the church, God's household. It's an entirely practical letter. Then you get to 2 Timothy. Now, look at the opening. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. And notice verse 2. To Timothy, my dear son, my dear son, while First Timothy is entirely practical, Second Timothy, listen, is intensely personal. And there's a reason for that. First Timothy chapter 1, Paul tells Timothy, I leave you in Ephesus, and the reason I'm leaving you in Ephesus is that you may command certain men not to teach false doctrines, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. So this is the first time we know of that Timothy has an assignment a very tough assignment, that his spiritual father will not be by his side. Timothy is now becoming a leader himself. He's still young. He's totally different in terms of personality than the Apostle Paul, and yet Paul leaves him back in Ephesus for this responsibility. And then Paul goes away, and uh, while Paul is away, things get tough for Timothy. Well, things get tough for Paul, too, after leaving, Paul ends up being arrested. He goes to prison in Rome, but then he's let out of prison after a while, and he goes through lots of places teaching. And from Macedonia, he writes 1 Timothy and Titus. And then sometime around AD 67, Paul is arrested again. And from his prison cell, he writes 2 Timothy. A year later, Paul was beheaded. 
He'll say in this letter in chapter 4, the time of my departure is at hand. I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. This is his last letter. These are the last words that Timothy would hear from his spiritual father. Intensely personal letter. Now, let's look at what he has to say to Timothy. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience. As night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. He's praying for him all the time. Recalling your tears. Why was Timothy crying? Because the responsibility he had was tough. And he got chewed up and spit out sometimes by these false teachers and sometimes by other churches. Paul would write to the church at Corinth and say, now Timothy's coming to you and when he comes, you make sure he has nothing to fear. What would he have to fear from the church? (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. In other words, Timothy, I know you're really saved. For this reason, I remind you to fan and to flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. After Timothy received Christ through Paul's ministry in Lystra, Paul, at some point after Timothy received Christ, laid hands on him, prayed for him, and God gave Timothy a supernatural gift, probably a teaching gift, a speaking gift. But now he's pulled back, shed a lot of tears. And then Paul says, listen, you fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. For, verse 7, God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So don't be ashamed to testify about our Lord. That means Timothy had gotten to the point where he's ashamed to testify about the Lord. Or ashamed of me, his prisoner. Timothy was ashamed that he was linked up with the Apostle Paul. That's amazing. But join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of of time. Is that fascinating that God had the plan laid out before time began? And he knew my name would be in the Lamb's book of life one day. But it's now been revealed through the appearing appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. What's Paul doing here? He's exhorting Timothy. He's encouraging him. Timothy's pulled back because, man, (laughs) tough assignment, tough responsibility, tough job. I don't know when Timothy first got saved through Paul's ministry if he had any inkling at all of the pain along the path that God had called him to. I don't know. Paul's one of those unique guys that when he did get saved, God told him right away, right away, how much he's going to suffer for the name of Jesus. If God gave us a a video of what life was going to be like when we committed our lives to Jesus Christ, what it's going to be like between now and heaven, I don't know how that might have affected some of us. Aren't you kind of thankful he didn't show you? Might have had second thoughts. It's a painful path. I think it's probably safe to say when Timothy received Christ 
and Paul became his spiritual father, I think it's pretty safe to suggest, at least, Timothy admired Paul greatly, looked up to him, wanted to be like him. Saul of Tarsus, who became the apostle Paul, was a go-getter kind of guy. You read that about his life. I mean, he was a, he was a confident man. He was a bold man. He was a get-things-done kind of man. Timothy wasn't like that at all. Timothy's a shy kind of guy. He gets sick a lot, you know. He's not uh, out charismatic. You don't get that impression about the guy. They're, they're totally different in their personality. But I think Timothy looked at Paul and he said, man, I want to be like him one day. Whenever you read the Bible or hear teaching or watch movies like Moses, I mean, every time I've seen Moses, my wife watches that movie Moses with Charlton Heston every single year. Every year she watches it. Sometimes I watch it with her. And every time I watch it, I, I want, I'm Moses. I'm Charlton Heston. I mean, wouldn't you be? Come on. Yeah, you, hey, if you hear about David, you know, David, here's David sent by his dad to check on the brothers, the two brothers that are in the Israeli army, and they're supposed to be fighting, but when he gets on the scene, nobody's fighting. Here's this big galoot named Goliath. He's cursing Israel, cursing their God, and even their king, King Saul, won't go out and stand against the dude. Well, whenever I read the story or, or hear the teaching on the story, I'm David. I'm not Saul. I mean, who is, I'm going to be Saul today. No, I'm David. I'm there, I got my sling, you know, and I'm, I'm going out, and I've got five smooth stones, and I first shot, hit Goliath right in the forehead, he falls down, I take his sword, I chop his head off, I take his head back into town, and I overnight become a national hero, Danny Hodges, David. <laughs> no, I know most of you, you know me, you've been around, you're not surprised today, you say, yeah, you're David. <laughs> oh, come on, you're just trying to encourage me, aren't you? You want to be like David? I want to be like David. You know what it means to be like David? You've got to love your father and love your father's sheep so much that you're willing to go out and face the lion. That takes courage. That takes faith. You want to be like David? You've got to go out and face the bear. You want to be like David? When even the king, King Saul, won't go out and face Goliath, and none of the other soldiers will go out, you will go out, not with their armor. You'll go out by faith. Just with your little shepherd's outfit and your little sling and five smooth stones. Whenever I read the story about the disciples in the boat and the storm is raging and Jesus is in the mountain praying and he's looking down at them and they don't know he's watching them, but he's always watching. He knows you're in the storm. Jesus comes walking in the midst of the storm at night. If you know the story, they see him and they think he's a ghost. So they think they're going to die. Jesus says, don't be afraid. It's me. There's a lot to learn from the Apostle Paul's second letter to Timothy. This book was written with great purpose as one of God's passionate evangelists neared the end of his life. We hope that you've learned along with Timothy what it means to continue serving God, no matter your circumstances and life stage. Here at The Living Word, we'd like to pray for you as you continue to run this race of life. Would you send a quick email to us and let us know how we can do that for you? You can reach us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. 
If you'd like to listen to more messages from 2 Timothy or explore other teachings Pastor Danny Hodges has shared, you can do so by visiting our website, ccfstpete.church. We'd also like to encourage you to find and dive into a local church fellowship if you haven't already. Being part of a church community is important to your growth in your relationship with the Lord, as well as a place that you can find and give support for each day of your journey here on earth. Are you in the St. Petersburg area? We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. We meet each Saturday at 6 p.m. and again on Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Fellowship at our website. If you can't join us in person, we do offer a live stream of our weekend services. Just visit ccfstpete.church and click on the link in the menu. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.